You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. That's out of context. That's not really what we're talking about. And they're doing it on their own. They're not being manipulated or, or, or convinced. I just was following other people's advice. I don't know what happened. You know, oh, f*** that. Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're having a great start of your week. Monday, things back to normal. Whatever normal is. Because <laughs> sometimes I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, hopefully you're doing great. Let me uh, switch some things around. Uh, trying a different little different setup. Mess it up a little bit, but uh, still trying to figure everything out. Anyways, let me uh, get all set up here. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist nor an attorney. I'm an individual much like you. It's been through a rough experience. Developed some tips and techniques that I use to reset my life, get things back in order, minimize the damage, rebuild the relationship with my kids, and I share that with you to help you do the same thing. Get your life back in order. Remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder, so be careful throwing that term around. You don't want to hurt your credibility just because you want to take your finger and jab it right in the ex's eye. Don't do that. Don't squander your reputation just for the off chance that you might be able to uh, land a blow against the ex. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, please consider becoming a channel member. Go over to youtube.com slash dad's probably divorce look for the join button and when you join you get special badges custom emojis your name listed in the credits access to member only events and a special section of our dsd discord if you want to get text notifications of when the show goes live you can do that by texting dsd live to 844-598-0012 844-598-0012 and if you want to call into the show today you can do that by calling one four two four three seven three five four eight three one four two four DSD live. And if you're outside of the United States or and or Canada, or if the call is a long distance call, try the web interface. It's listed in the show notes and a video description. Just scroll down and you'll see a web link, and uh, that'll just use Voice over IP to help you try to get in if it works. And on that. Welcome to the show. Let me just flip things around here. Trying to trying to figure things out this morning. Like I said, the phone lines are open. We've got a couple people here today. I got my coffee. You know, it's weird. I, I went to sleep late last night. Not super late, just a little bit late. And I woke up at like 4.20 and just laid there for 40 minutes. One of these days, I just need to realize that when that happens, I just need to get up. <laughs> you guys ever have that happen where you wake up and you're like, well, this doesn't make sense. Why am I awake? And you and you think to yourself, I'd probably just be better served if I just got up. I never do it. Very rarely. Anyways. Uh, you know, I wanted to I, I wanted to, to take a moment this morning and talk about uh, 
basically you talk about money and one of the unique issue, well, <laughs> the unique issue is, is that we don't have any when we're going through this and we're wiped out. But I think there's other issues that, that at play that, that complicate things and make it just a tad more difficult. I don't know about you guys, but uh, it was a huge blow for me to go from, you know, here at the height of uh, my career and earning potential to having that just wiped out, your savings wiped out, your money, basically what you're bringing in, just cut in half. At one point, it was actually cutting more than half. And... For me, I had two problems with that. One is it, it, it got me really angry because I was like, you know, I've worked my entire life to get to a certain point. And now because of this disaster of a, of a divorce slash separation and the family court system getting involved, it was like, you know, you're going to lose a ton of money. Now, I knew that was going to happen. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I'm like, all right, let's cash out the 401k. Let's get rid of all the debt. Let's start this at zero. Let's not have any debt. And we could both go left and right. And at least we're not, you know, we're not uh, taking a ton of debt with us. And I, and to be perfectly honest, you know, to be perfectly honest with the, with you, my closest friends of the internet, I had a problem with me going bankrupt and her walking away with a hundred to, you know, a little bit more in cash and prizes that uh, bothered me. So I just, you know, basically we agreed because you guys know if you cash out your retirement stuff, you have to have uh, both people, both people have to, to sign and certify that. So, Here's the thing I need, I need you guys, if you're in the beginning of this, to think about. Being angry is valid. That's, you have every right to be. This is incredibly unfair. Your entire life has basically been devastated in a, in a really short amount of time. And it's really easy to have the idea that you know what, I'm going to continue living the way I was living and I'm going to prove to you, to the ex, that you have not affected my life. And lean into it. And part of my problem is I was cashing the, the check before I got it. And what I mean by that is when this ended, when the, when the marriage ended, and the numbers were really bad. You know, my attorney sat down with me one day and he said, hey, these numbers suck. But as soon as she starts working, this is what the number is going to be. And it's like, oh, well, I could live on that number. So what I ended up doing for longer than I should have is I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be getting this number because nobody... Nobody is going to just sit there and not do a damn thing forever. <laughs> Who the hell is going to do that? Nobody's that lazy. 
How, how many people out there, <laughs> I'd like to know, thought that, at least for a moment, thought, okay, this sucks, but you know what? And I, and I get that there's, you know, I'm a, in, the, in an anomalous situation, so I'm sure there's a lot of you out there that both you guys worked or they did work really quick or, or whatever. But in my and, and that's what I thought. I figured, okay, you know what? That'll happen. And then as time went on, it became more and more apparent that that was not the case. So, and then the second problem I had is uh, I screwed up on our, I had my first year tax return in the divorce. That wasn't too bad. I think it was after. And I forgot that my attorney did, or not my attorney, my accountant did some creative, uh, creative, not a creative accounting, but just pushed taking a, uh, a deduction a year out. And I, so I was looking at going, Oh, okay, well, these are the numbers. So the next year I owed a bunch of money. So I had to, I had to come up with a bunch of, man, I, it's funny. I remember, I forgot all about that. So I had a bunch of mistakes that just kind of kept knocking me down here. Anyways, trying to paint a picture. I think I've effectively done that. Hopefully you guys can, you can look at it and go, okay, I see where you're coming from. So here's the thing that you really need to do. Okay. You got to sit down and make a realistic budget on where you're at now. And it's going to suck because you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, holy crap, this is horrific. And what I'll tell you is I didn't do that for the longest time because I thought that the number was going to be negative. In other words, at the end of the month, instead of having a zero or positive balance, it was going to be a negative balance. And I was going to be in a situation going, oh, crap. I don't have any more, I mean, I don't have any more earning potential. I don't have any other options at that time to, to do anything. And I will say that when everything, one thing that everyone should understand when you're going through a divorce with a toxic person, you know, your earning potential is going to be calculated in the state's determination on what your payment is going to be effectively, technically in most areas, so would your exes, right? I mean, so if your ex is making, if you're making a hundred and your ex is making, and I'm just using a hundred as a round number, just cause it's easy. I like easy math and they're making the same. And then effectively, if you have the similar custody, your child support should be almost non-existent or really, really low. But if you make a hundred and your ex makes nothing, then it's even if you have hell, even if you had full custody, there's a possibility that you would still be paying the person because of the way the formulas work. My point is this, you need to really understand what your cash flow situation is. Okay. And I would encourage you to do that today. If you haven't done that, do that today, sit down, make a budget, look at where the numbers are, and see what's happening. Once you do that, then you can start to really hone in on what you can do. What I had to do during that phase, well, phase isn't, isn't really the right word, but during that time, 
is really get focused on the amount of money I was spending in certain areas. And I mean, and it was bad. I mean, it was even to the point where it's like, okay, so I can't afford to do like the level playing plan for the utilities because I can't afford the reoccurring number being so high. I'm better off, you know, kind of like having those months where the electric bill is $50. And then in the summer, whenever it's 350, just kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. But what I ended up getting a point, getting at the point of, getting at the point of, getting to, is finally being able to start making some headway. But that took sitting down, crunching the numbers, watching every penny that was going out the door. I mean, I, I would go, when I would go to the grocery store, I would have, uh, I mean, I don't do the, I didn't, never did the envelope thing that people talk about. What I did is I just took my phone, took, took my phone, you know, opened up the calculator on it and uh, put my budget in and just started. So every time I pick something up, I'd subtract it. And I'm trying to remember what my budget, I don't remember if my budget was like $150 every two weeks. I mean, it was low. I mean, it was, it was rough, you know, and, uh, Here's the, the, the next part about this. It's really tough. You can be looking at that or in that moment, getting really angry at the situation, at your ex. Oh, I was. I mean, I'll, I'll just be super clear. I was so PO'd, so frustrated that, uh, you know, the ex is out chasing Pokemon I would see her, I would see her driving around in town. I mean, like if I was off for the day or, or my schedule was off, I would just see her like driving around. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? And I asked the kids, I'm like, I ran, you know, I drove past your mom, you know, driving like cruising. I mean, and she, and, and what, what initially what would happen is I would see her like trolling the first, not the first time, but one of the times it happened, I was at the bus stop to pick up our son. He was coming back from college and literally her car, you know, duk, 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 you know, it's like idols by me, goes around out the parking lot across the street. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? And when my, my son, uh, you know, finally got there, I'm like, um, you know, your mom's right over there. She like thinks she was picking you up. Oh no, she's probably chasing Pokemon. I'm like, wow, you know, well, good thing we're all, I mean, and I would get angry, right? I'd be like, well, good thing we're all financially ruined. Our futures are ruined just so that your mom can sit there and, and, you know, play Pokemon. I mean, that's a good use of the day. My point is this, you can sit there and get angry and then you can sit there and make bad decisions that, that prolong your pain. Here's the reality for most, most of us, maybe not all, but most of us, at some point, those payments are going to stop. As long as you can re, re, as long as you can remain current and get to the end of this, then you can start to rebuild. H however, 
if you make bad decisions, and in a lot of ways I did, then you're going to be in a situation to where as things get better, you're going to be basically having to use all that extra money that you're now getting to try to try to rebuild. The, the, the thing is, is if you can do this, here's the thing. If I would have done this correctly and I was on my way, I mean, to be perfectly honest, one of the big hurdles was this channel. I, I freaking went, Hey, it looks great, right? Sounds great. Looks great. All this crap ain't cheap. (laughs) Had I not done that (laughs) and had I kept, kept saving, uh, then things would have been, uh, different. And I'll tell you that, that, uh, I was kind of had my eye on the prize when my second child would drop off. And if you got any long-term listener knows that that year that that happened, that was the year that I was either going to have to move out of this place or my rent was going to go up significantly. And it went up, what did it go up? 400, 400 bucks. 400 bucks extra a month about what uh, the child support reduction was going to be on the next kid. And uh, it it was devastating, right? I mean, emotionally, it was like a complete sucker punch. My point is this, is that sit down, make a budget, understand that it's going to suck. Look at the long term. It's hard. It's hard in the beginning stages of, of our, our situations to look at long term because it feels like there is no long term. It feels like everything's everything's ruined. And what I'll tell you is, is that making that change early on and readjusting is the payoff on it is so great. Now, now here's the other thing. Let me flip this around for a moment for a person in the other situation, meaning you're the, you're the one getting the money. And I see some people have already commented some things and I'm going to dovetail with that, but here's the deal. If you're getting enough money that it pays your rent, pays your food, your gas, your utility bills, your phone, everything, and you can go and, and, and all you have to do all day is go play Pokemon. You're a freaking idiot. Do something to get a career, either find a job or go to school or go to trade school or do something so that that when that gravy train runs out, you're not hosed. I remember talking to, to my attorney about this. At one point, I'm like, why would anyone do this? You know, it's a finite amount of time. You know, you don't, I mean, and the alimony isn't enough to pay, you know, barely a car payment. Maybe if she was living by herself, she might be able to rent our, you know, we didn't have the kids. She might be able to rent a room, but that's it. And I asked him, I'm like, who, who the hell does that? I mean, you're basically just torpedoing yourself later in life. And the guy was like, Dwayne happens all the time. People get divorced the ex gets a ton of money temporarily in child support and alimony and they don't plan and think about it and it all runs out and it's like a hitting a brick wall later in life. So 
here's the thing. Reality is on this is whenever you make, well, we've already gone through drastic changes, but whenever you, you plan for it, you can get out of this nightmare faster. And I'll tell you that, that even before I started this channel, even before my son dropped off, off of this and became an adult, things were going better. They weren't great. You know, and, and my plan for, for the longest time was, okay, I'm treading water, so I'm going to have to pay minimum payments on all of this debt just to keep it current because I had to keep it current so I didn't lose my job. And I'll be able to start paying it off in four or five years. And that was a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. But had I made a, a few other decisions and been a little more strategic, I would be out of this mess right now, the debt mess now. And my life would be significantly different now instead of still looking down, you know, down the, uh, down the road to completely get out of it. Now, I will say I've made some, I've had some opportunities to, I guess, leverage some things, if you want to say it that way, that may ultimately be a bad idea. I don't know, but uh, I've been able to kickstart getting out of this hole a little bit. And now there's more light at the end of the tunnel, which I'll tell you the other thing on it is when you finally start seeing a pathway to the other side of this, it's, uh, it's empowering. It's a little scary. I'll tell you that too, because one of the things that, that all of us go through, I mean, we're talking, I'm talking about finances today, but what I will say is every step of the way, once you solve a problem, you're, you're typically, we've been in so much stress, so much low grade, continual stress and anxiety for such a long time that it takes a while for your body and your mind to say, oh, okay, this is the new normal. And that's kind of what's even happened with me is I, I'm in this situation to where I'm like, okay, you know, the things I used to worry about aren't really a worry, but I'm still worried, right? So it's still kind of negatively affecting me. And, and I know that it takes time to build new patterns. And that's kind of the mode I'm in. But here's the deal. Like I said, you, you, if you can start this now, again, create a budget, really look, follow where your money is. And even if your plan is, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to just be stable until three years down the road when one of my kids drops off or whatever. Now, the other thing I just need to mention to throw out there, and this could be annoying for people, is realize that a toxic ex has ever, or, well, let me back up. Just realize, I'll take the toxic ex out of it. Just realize that in most places, you can ask for a redetermination of support to get it, have it go up and down. And typically what'll happen is if you decide to work a bunch of overtime, get another job, you do the wrong thing and you make sure you rub it in the ex's face because you want to show them that, hey, you know, you haven't, you know, I'm still living my life. Things are great. And they realize, oh my God, you're making more money. And they'll go back and then have your support adjusted because now you're making more money. Just be careful of that. I've known a lot of people who've gotten into that, into that boat 
and you don't want to do that. And I, and I'm cautious in saying that because I know when people would throw these little epiphanies out to me, it would just irritate. I mean, it would just make me angry, you know, and it makes, made me feel trapped. So anyways, I don't know. Was there any value in that conversation? Let me know in the, let me know in the live chat. Let me know in the comments. If you're watching this in the replay, if you're watching this live and you put it in the con and put it in the live chat, do me a favor. And when the show is over and the comments are live, put it in the comments there too. <laughs> All right. I do have a phone call. So let me, let me do this. And it says the topic is money. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Dwayne. Hey, hey, man. I thought I was beginning to think, <laughs> um, I guess it must not be working. What's going on, man? <laughs> not much. I just was listening to what you were saying about the money thing. And it just kind of makes me think about some of the thoughts that I have on it. And um, I would find myself, and I'm sure it's a lot worse for some people, you know, um, in their scenarios and stuff like that. Depending on everyone's circumstances, everyone's circumstances are different and what they're ordered to pay for the ex and stuff like that. Yep. But yeah, sometimes I'll find myself like kind of mad about, I'm like, my ex makes significantly more than me and I have to give her money and yeah. I have almost equal shared parenting time. So then I think about her house, like her big house, and I had to move back to my parents' house temporarily while I was going through the whole thing. And I'm still doing that right now just because, I mean, thank God I have, I have that ability to do it because if I didn't, then I'd be drowning in debt and yeah. I wouldn't have been able to finish off the legal case with a lawyer and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, sometimes I found myself, I find myself, it's rare. I think not like, not like really rare, but sometimes I do occasionally every once in a while, I'll think about it. And um, yeah, I'll get a little bit mad about like, how can, type of person that's like garbage be getting money from a person that makes less money than them that's a less capable parent that cares that doesn't even care about the kids <laughs> and that's getting the money I just don't I mean I think about like fairness and stuff like that and but I'm like I mean I don't know how I mean I guess to a, I, I've accepted it to a degree you know I mean I've accepted it because it is what it is there's nothing I can do about it right now but I do get in that. Um, I do understand what everyone's talking about. Um, yeah, you, you have what to you're talking about and what everyone. You have to be really careful of the slippery slope on that. I mean, what you're talking about, I I absolutely fell into that, and I would get so angry. Well, because like in my as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, I mean, I, mine wasn't making more money, but I was paying her to make my life a living hell. It's like I was giving her so much money that she could pay her attorney, that she could didn't have to work, that she was able to do, you know, basically sit around all day and just scheme and plan. Not that she was doing that because I think she had, didn't have that much, but you know, attention, I guess, but, but it was, uh, it's frustrating. I guess enough to play, I guess enough to play Pokemon. <laughs> Dude, man, I still, the first time I saw that, I was just like, I mean, my jaw just hit the ground. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You know, it's like, I can't put food on. I mean, I can barely buy food for the kids, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm struggling to put gas in the car. I mean, shoot, shoot. At one point I had a flat tire. I only had my truck at the time. I, I flat tire on the truck and I couldn't afford to buy a tire. 
I had no credit. I had no cash. Oh I had no money. Um, I tried to get a, a, you know, like an America's tire card so I could, you know, buy tires on credit. And they rejected me because I had bad credit at that point, which I'd never had bad. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, you know, when, my, when I was like 22, I had bad credit, but, uh, or not bad credit. I just didn't yeah. have credit, but, but no, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, shoot. And the way I got through that is Debbie lent me money to uh, be able to put, you know, two tires on the damn truck. And, uh. I mean, it was just, and, and I'm watching the ex just not hit a lick. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was tough. And I was saying all, and doing all the wrong I things. Know. So I was telling her for two, cause my attorney said, after two years, you can take her back to court. So, so every, cause this is back before hybrid, no contact. And I knew what that was. Every time I would see her, I'd basically remind her, it's like two years, I'm coming for you. You know, this isn't going to last forever. And uh, two years later, she's like, I'm here to tell you that I am bettering myself. I am signing up for school. I'm going to college. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Sorry. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) And I talked to my attorney. He's like, oh, she must have an attorney because uh, at least back then, before they changed the laws in California, I was like, yeah, okay. You know, you're hosed. Um, Since she's, quote unquote, bettering herself going to school to to be able to make money. Uh, you're not going to be able to do anything. Now, a great part is, it, not great part, but she she decided to be a to go back for to be a paralegal and and uh, you know couldn't that didn't work out. She's just like a, a secretary now, but so she's making not any extra money for the degree. It was just all it was was just more time to make me pay. You know, right? But, yeah, uh, and that, that's that's unfortunate. I'm I'm sorry about that, Dwayne. That you had to. I'm sorry about that, and I'm sorry to anybody that's dealing with a, a crappy person, the type of people that we have to deal with. It, it sucks. I mean, it does. They try, they try to exploit a situation as much as possible to destroy the other parent. It is so crazy. I don't know. I mean, well, and I'm not. So I used to go. I, I not. No, I was just going to, what I was just going to say is that, you know, the, 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 but the, the thing is, is that we, what we have to do, and I didn't do this is recognize it for what it is and then just go straight to the black hole thinking, you know, like even with what you were talking about earlier, you know, she's got more money, nicer house, you know, you're living at your parents, you know, you're comparing lives that does nothing good for anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why the black hole thinking is so important. It's like, you just put it out of your mind. You know, she could be, you know, married a millionaire or whatever, and, you know, jet setting in a Learjet or something and you, you got to put it out of your head because it, it will just drive you insane. You got to focus on your own, your own world and getting your own life back in order. And it's hard. It, oh my God, dude, it, it was hard. It was hard for me. I mean, it took me years to get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't care. You know, you hit the lotto. I don't care. You know, you don't, you know, you, you, you crash into a, a wall. I don't care. And it's, I mean, it's easy to say, but it's hard to really get to the point that that is the core feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Sometimes I think about like, she has a nicer car. I've been driving the same car since I was in college my first car. Yeah. And I'm like over here, I'm like giving her all this child support. And I'm like, she over, she's over here driving a luxury car. And I'm like, wow i'm like yeah just it's the unfairness is ridiculous and i don't know it's like 
you know, it is what it is, but I'm not like hitting myself, you know, I just, I see it from the outside perspective as well. Cause I'm like, if anyone were, were to look at our situations, Dwayne, they'd be like, wow, that is pretty, you, you definitely got the crappy end of the deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that it is. Um, hopefully one day, you know, and I think it will, I think it will definitely change for the better. Um, unfortunately these things take time. Um, but it is what it is at this point. And to go back to what you say, yeah, it's about, um, you can't, you can't catch yourself into that mind, that mindset of just like self pity and, um, you know, just wondering, you know, like, just, I don't know, just how, how do you say it? Just like, yeah, just feeling sorry for yourself. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, that's oh, what yeah. it is, you know, it, it sucks. We, we can all sympathize with what a person is going through in our yeah. situations. I mean, millions of people have gone through it, but I'll tell you one thing that helped me was when, um, I was living on my own and I was in the middle of this whole thing of this whole, of that whole court battle was that, and I heard that you've been speaking about it a little bit. Like you, like you'll briefly mention it. You'll, you've been watching some Dave Ramsey videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when I hear those people's situations, like of how ridiculous a lot of these people, like, you know, they're how ridiculous they put themselves. I mean, like the ridiculous situations that they put themselves in, I'm like, man, I, I start to feel a little bit better about my own life a little bit. You know, I'm like, man, it, maybe I was dumb by being with that ex. The power man, of perspective. It's amazing how powerful it is when you start to look at your situation and go, see, that's the funny part is you can compare yourself to other people and go, oh, damn, this ain't so bad. <laughs> that's oh, so yeah, funny. Exactly. I mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to see it from a perspective that may actually help your Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. You're only, you're, it kind of puts you into perspective, thinking, like, you're not the only one going through this. There's millions of people that have gone through this before. You're just one of them. But exactly. sometimes these situations are to the extreme, and you sometimes will compare it to your situation. And you're just like, man, well, thank God I'm, <laughs> I didn't do that, or thank God I'm not with that type of person, or thank, just thank God my situation is not the same as that. And, um, but yeah, um, I was kind of just hearing what you had to say. Oh yeah, and one other thing is like everyone needs to be careful about how they're spending their money. Yeah. Because like I just heard on J.P. Morgan, like they're they're projecting this quarter we're gonna have a recession. <laughs> this. Yeah. I mean, this is the first quarter of this year, so it's like, you know, you got to be careful. Like everyone's getting all this stimulus money and stuff. Um, I mean, all this free money and. You know, you might want to save that money. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I think, not even a lot, right? Like, I mean, it's like e even if you took everything that that was happening, you put it, you know, put it in a mason jar under the bed or something. I mean, you know, most areas maybe that would cover a month's, maybe two months worth of expenses if you had no money coming in. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's scary. It's not a lot of money at all. So exactly, it is a scary situation that we're going in, and just um. You got to be frugal. You got to save. You got to pay off the debt. I mean, when you can. But I mean, like for me right now, it's like, um, you know, I have I have this final order, and so I need to have at least. And it goes back to what Dave Ramsey says. And not really like somebody. I think Dave Ramsey's like a genius by any means. I mean, I like his his videos. It's pretty cut and clear. Cut your debt. I mean, pay off your debt. He's kind of a dick save, sometimes, though. <laughs> He is, but it's kind of funny sometimes. Well, I mean, <laughs> he's a personality. But it's funny because, 
yeah, I mean, he's a personality, but I feel like he just states the obvious to people. And you, if you look at most of his videos, well, it's like, do you not? How do you not know the answer to what you're asking? Well, but think about it, man. I mean, I mean, take my my <laughs> channel. I mean, a lot of it is stating. I mean, is is simplifying the problem into simple solutions. And it's like, I think in everything, right. and it's weird because I've, I've been thinking about this, you know, cause I have been, for whatever reason, a lot of Dave Ramsey stuff has been falling up on my feed lately. So uh, I've been watching a lot of it and you're right. Right. I mean, it's like simple, simple steps to follow. And then people are like, but no, I, I want to do it this way. Okay. Well do your plan. Cause it ain't going to, you know, and see how that works for you. But I mean, it's the same thing I've noticed with this. It's like, once you simplify how to approach like these people, it makes it easier. Once you simplify what's going on with your kids and really break it down to the, you know, to the simple steps, it's easier to have success mm -hmm. with your kids. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing how often when you, you know, Gus going through life, the answer really tends to be the most least are the least complicated solution but it's like we look for the complexity in things to make it more complicated you're totally right Dwayne like even in business yeah like sometimes because I deal I can't go into too much detail about it but basically like if you just try to look at things from the higher perspective yeah. it is sometimes it is not as complicated as what you're making it out to be. It, like sometimes yeah, exactly. I'm like, I will go to a problem and I'm like, and I'm like thinking, Oh my God, where do I start? You know, it's like, you know, Oh my God, do I have to look at like this mathematical equation or like whatever, or, you know, do I have to program like whatever I have to do? And you talk to somebody, they're like, well, like depending on what you're trying to do, maybe you could just do this, you know, like yeah. that's a good start. And that seems like the obvious thing to do. And Sometimes I know probably for us, we've been so traumatized by, you know, by financial, well, I mean, financially but, it, but and, think about it. Know, I mean, it's yeah, exactly. And it's so easy to say, yeah, but it's different. Like I, like for instance, I mean, I, you know, I had people, I had a friend of mine who told me, you know, dude, you need to, you know, I mean, when the divorce happened, he's like, okay, you're never going to be able to buy anything ever again. You know, you need to live like a pauper. You can't get anything for your kids. You can't, I mean, all this stuff. And it was the, the problem was, is the way they, the way they, the way it was said to me was so defeatist and, mm -hmm. and not empowering. Right. Whereas if somebody would have said, Hey man, look, right. here's the deal. Hunker the F down. You know, you, you, it sucks. You're not going to be able to do things you want to do. You're not going to be able to do things for your children that you want to do. It is what it is. But if you do this and you can get on a plan, you will be able to, in a couple of years, be able to do, you know, you'll be able to get out of this and, and do something, you know, and have the ability to do some, some things. And, but that, but people don't say it that way. They, it's like, you know, it, it, I, it's people have a tendency to say, like, if I was talking to you and I wasn't me, I was someone else. I'd be like, Hey, Tom's, Man, it sucks. It's gonna it's gonna be the hardest thing. But you know, sometimes you just have to get knocked down, and you have to go. You know, you know, it sucks. I don't know how you are, how old you are, but you know, it's yeah. you know to have to go live with your parents, and you know, that's just everyone has to do that every once in a while. And and you know, yeah, it's just what it is. What it is, man. Just suck it up. What the fuck? You know, what kind of? I'm sorry, but that yeah. it, that doesn't help anybody. That helps somebody to potentially it consider really making a bad decision that could end their lives. But it doesn't, it's nowhere empowering to say, 
hey, man, you get knocked down. Things suck. You got to hunker down and you got to basically really get lean to get your life back in order. But you're going to get it back in order and you get to, it's like a, it's a, it's going to be a gift in the end because you're going to reset your life. You're going to purge this toxic piece of crap out of your life. You know, you're going to become a better person. And most of the time, and I've seen this, I mean, especially because I'm old now or I'm getting old. I've seen people who've had catastrophic divorces whose lives completely turn around and 10, you know, 10 years later, the best thing that ever happened to them had it. But, but nobody says that. Everyone starts out with, man, it's going to no. suck and you're going to lose everything. I hope you like digging in the trash for food because, you know, I mean, that, it's like, seriously, how is that helpful? How the F is that helpful? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. And Dwayne, you're hitting something really. If you have family or if you have friends like that, that are basically just like, they're negative. You got to come. You got to cut them out. You got to cut I them mean, out. Because you are absolutely okay, right. You, there's. Maybe not permanently, maybe not permanently, but until you're at a point, until yeah. you're at a stage emotionally to where you can hear, you can have somebody like that around you for short periods of time and it doesn't negatively affect you, you know, but yeah, I mean, right. purge everyone who's toxic, everyone who's making you feel worse. I'm not saying surround yourself with, you know, yes men or women or whatever, but you know, you, you gotta, right. you gotta control your environment a little bit to get yourself built back up to where you can start, you know, getting back in the world again. Anyways, oh, man, yeah. that got, yeah, that I was mean, kind of a, fun. <laughs> no, you're, I like your fire. Uh, Cause we all need it because I swear this community and just like anyone that's been affected by this, I can understand why we're down, you know, because like multiple different things, emotional peace, alienation, all that yeah, other absolutely. stuff that we deal with. But the thing is, if like again, um, can't live our lives in self pity, feeling sorry for ourselves, because and also like what you just said about the you know having friends, family like that. Even if you got to a good place, and maybe especially if they're family, I would say limit that contact because if they were like that when you were down. You know, I don't think that's the type that's the type of person that you really want to surround yourself with. That's just going to be like, a, you know, kind of like a negative person. I I get, yeah. I understand that you need people around you that are going to give you a reality check. They're going to give you truth. Right. However, though, there needs to be some sort of uplifting that you need on your end because they need to have some sympathy that, all right, I, I see what you're going through and it sucks. I really, it really does. I could see, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it's like to go through what you're going through, but it sucks. Yeah. However, though, it's, it, it's only temporary, but you're going to get through this and you're going to come out even better. Just as what you were saying. Yeah. And that is the type of people that you need. You need people that are going to be truthful with you. They're going to give you reality. They're going to say like, maybe, if they really notice something that you're doing wrong, they're like, well, you know, you're doing this, you know, you're buying like all these crappy things like that you don't need and you're in this situation, but then you're going to complain about your situation at the same time that you have no money. Yeah. Like, what is it that you really, what are like, I don't know, maybe it's like mentorship or like maybe there's a space for that. Um, you know, online mentorships. I mean, maybe I just created a business idea. Probably there's something out there like that. Right now. Honestly, you know, but, honestly, I mean, man, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, maybe I, maybe starting in this year, I should create 
like a, a monthly member group that's separate from like the YouTube thing. That's just like a, a group coaching thing. Just, you know, kind of like what we similar to what we do on the, on the member only events we do, but more focused on people in that mode. You know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I was, oh, yeah. I, I was actually just thinking about that this weekend. So. Oh, I so, think that's a great idea because I really enjoy um, those member only events and I encourage everybody to become a member, to like, um, to like, subscribe, you know, to Dwayne's channel. Sorry. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> like and subscribe to Dwayne's channel, uh, become a member and all the good stuff. Hit that notification bell, you know, all the good stuff. So, um, so but yeah. Um, well, yeah, hey, man, let me wrap this up oh, because yeah, there is another, another caller I want to get to before okay. we run out of time. Okay. So, so thanks for calling, man. So... Uh, I'm going to, before I go to the next caller, uh, let me hit the buttons right correctly here. I do want to cover a couple of comments or questions that moderator Debbie had um, highlighted. I won't look for them because I don't think I can find them. And for the caller, just stand by. I'll come to you in a moment. Uh, John had said, how are you going to afford college for your kids? My ex blew up the family and the kids college money. And I not narky chick am very worried about college now. Uh, you know what, man? I mean, I don't, I, it's basically what I did uh, for what I did. Uh, technically this would be against the Dave Ramsey thing. I encourage my daughter to take on student loans. Uh, but that's because I feel like the career path she's picking has the potential to make money. And I hope I'm not wrong. And, uh, uh, she, my daughter did really well in, um, in high school and got a ton of scholarships. She was actually, I think she was got the most scholarships from all the other students in the school. So uh, that was cool. I mean, it's still expensive. Uh, my my son is paying for his community college stuff out of uh, uh, he's paying for it in cash with his disability money. Um. And my youngest, I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know. So probably if my son wasn't, didn't have a physical disability, he probably would have joined the military. So it's one of those things, John, that I'll tell you that was very irritating and depressing for me because I didn't expect to be in this situation. I expected to be in a situation to help, help the kids uh, go to college and do that type of stuff and be able hell, even just to buy them a car. I can't even afford, you know, I can't afford the insurance and the, 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 the upkeep of another vehicle. I mean, yeah, I have two vehicles, but you know, one never gets driven. I mean, I only drive one cause I can only really afford to drive one. And then I have my truck and it's like, well, I'm not going to, I can't really, I mean, I guess I could sell it and get rid of it, but I mean, uh, everybody needs a truck and I, it's paid for. So the problem is, is when gas was $5 a gallon, I couldn't afford to put gas in the damn thing because it, it gets, what, 17 miles of the gallon. Whereas my tr uh, car, on the other hand, gets like 34. It was like driving it for, actually, to be honest, the payment and the upkeep on the car was less than the gas bill on the truck when it was at five. You know, and then right after I bought the damn car, gas started going down, which was kind of annoying, but oh, well. Oh, well. All right. I am now going to go to the other caller. Hello. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, Dwayne. How are you? I'm good. Sorry about having you wait so long. How are things going today? <laughs> That's okay. Um, things are going okay. I have a quick question on a topic that we've discussed in, um, I think we discussed it actually in the members only, though. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so co-parenting. <laughs> okay. Um, my, my ex, you know, I think I've mentioned before in the past, you know, he would send me all these nasty messages in the beginning when he would take our daughter and basically try to imply that I was a terrible parent. But then when his overnight started and I started demanding that all communication be through email, things got better. You know what I mean? It was oh, that's good. easier communication. Okay. Yeah. The issue that I'm having is so every time he takes her, remember my daughter's um, seven months, so she can't talk. <laughs> right. Every time he takes her, I make a point, you know, I swallow my pride a little bit and I communicate more than I'd like, but I do have to give him the information as far as what she has eaten in the last 24 hours, when her last meal was, how often she poops, because, right. you know, as a parent, we have to monitor these things. And, um, and he's still not, so and he still won't share anything with you, will he? No. In fact, when I, this was now the third time that I've had to ask. So, the first few times when I asked, it would take him a while to respond to the point where I kind of had to just figure it out on my own. But um, this last time, not only did he not give me the information, he had someone else, I could tell he didn't write the email, had someone else like four hours later write me this ridiculous email, kind of accusing me of being like petty and that he only has one day with our daughter and he's not going to waste the time logging, which it's frustrating because as a parent, you know, I... All day, every day, every time she does anything, I have to log it in case we end up at the doctor's office or something happens. I have to be able to tell them on a dime, you know, this is what was going on. Yeah, the, the, here's the reality. Yeah. Unfortunately, the reality is, is you're going to have to just work around the lack of communication. And you, you, you need to be okay. a little careful that it doesn't seem like you are being petty. I'm not saying you are. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. And, I, and I've been on the receiving. <laughs> I've been on the opposite side of that where the ex wouldn't share diddly squat with me. I mean, the kids would be sick and it's like, well, what are they taking? Nothing. You know, um, you know, did you take, you know, nothing, you know, I mean, it was, it was incredibly frustrating. I mean, I'm laughing at it now. It was not a laughing matter back then. It was just infuriating, but, but for your own sanity, what you like, what you just said is now what I would do is doc, continue to document it. Right. Because there's a possibility that you could say, hey, you know, I'm showing, I'm showing good faith and telling him what's going on, so he knows whether, you know, um, you know, if she just ate right before, or whether he needs to feed her, or whatever the situation is. But um, I mean, the reality is, and this happens with every everybody, every every one of us, no matter what we're doing with co-parenting, no matter what the age is, you end up counter-parenting. Or parallel parenting. I call somebody coined the term way back when counter parenting, and I really like that because that's what it seems like. It seems like you're undoing the damage of what the other person did. So, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. fortunately, since it's only, is he doing overnights yet or no? He is, right? One overnight? Yeah. Okay. That's the issue that these are the one overnights, and in February, he goes to doubles. Yeah. And I mean, so what you're going to have to do is, like I said, continue to document it in case you can use it for, you know, to your advantage, to your advantage, I guess, advantage is a weird way to say it. But, but uh, and then the yeah. flip side to it is, is you're basically when you get your daughter, you're going to have to be like, okay, you know, all right. I mean, she's not verbal, but I mean, kind of in your own mind, go, okay, pumpkin, you're, you know, 
you're back. So I guess I shouldn't use pumpkin center for, for, uh, in a positive way considering, yeah. but anyways, what I'm saying is, is that, you know, you just have to be like, okay, you know what? The kids walk in the door and you have to pretend like the last day didn't happen, you know, and, and what's going to be irritating is whenever she comes home with a stuffy nose or something. And it's like, what the hell, you know, I mean, could you at least tell me that, Hey, you know, she's getting sick or, you know, uh, or, or she's getting sick. And I did a say saline rent. The problem is, is that all this stuff that I did, like what I just said, you would expect a normal human to do. And if you were co-parenting, it'd be not a big deal. Right. It'd be like, Hey, you know, um, well, I'm trying to think, you know, Hey Susie, if that was your name, you know, uh, this is what's going on. You know, here's the medication. I mean, if they would even like, okay, here's what I've been giving her. So, you know, you can continue giving her, but that's not what's going to happen. It'll be like, well, I'm giving her this. You need to go get it yourself. You know, that type of thing. So you're going to get stuck in that mode to where you are unfortunately just going to have to, to work around them. And it's really frustrating because it's not fair. It's not right. And, um, you know, and the, the sad part about it is, is you, you pushing to say, Hey, give me the information. What the heck's going on is like supply for them. You know, every time I would beg the that ex for information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating, you know, and what, this is what will probably happen. Cause this is typically what happens. If you stop doing that, then after a while, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, if you stopped asking and you stop providing information, typically what happens is the ex will come back and say, why won't you co-parent? You know, I, I want, we should, we should talk more. I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. It's just this the type of crap that they do. So unfortunately the short answer. And that's my concern. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say it's a valid <laughs> like, really concern. Yeah. So like, and the issue here too is, you know, the first two weeks, it wasn't as that like devastating of an ordeal, but this last time she came back really irritable. I could tell something was off with her stomach. But I have no base of reference. I don't know what she ate. I don't know. Maybe she had cereal in the morning and then I gave her more and now she has backed up because of the iron. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then so my question there is, like you said, you know, if if he if I just stop asking for the information and I stop giving, should I stop giving or should I just suck it up and say, you know what, I'm still going to give what I would do. Because well, it's better, yeah, it's that's not. exactly what I would do. What I would wreck, especially right now with the situation you were in, if you were, if like if the divorce, I mean, if, if the custody was final and court was done and you wanted to just back off completely, I would, you know, it's mm -hmm. probably not the best solution, but that's what I did. Right. But in the, in your situation, I absolutely would still share. It's like, you know, send the email or like right whenever he picks her up or you drop her off or whatever the deal is. Um, either I probably email is better just so there's a track record for it and say, Hey, you know, here's a situation last eight, last, you know, blah, 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 just bullet points on what it is. And that's it. And if he doesn't yeah. respond back, then you're doing what you're supposed to do and he's not. And that's the evidence right there. You don't have to sit there and poke him in the eye on it because unfortunately, well, I don't have to point out that he's not doing it. It's that, let me ask you, you've already done that how many times? Three or four, five, um, six, so twelve. <laughs> the first two times, I've done it three. The first two times, I would just ask, "Hey, please advise." You know, what did she eat? This, this last time, we actually had a little dialogue back and forth, and I got a little frustrated. Um, so this was the first time that I kind of like really complained about it. Yeah, yeah, and the problem, the the the, the sad reality of this is that they love knowing that they're getting under your skin, right? They don't they, they don't care. 
They don't, uh, you know, they're not thinking about what's best for the kids or the child, not kids, but you know what I mean? Your daughter, his daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact that you're getting pissed off is probably more than likely between him and his little buddies or or his girlfriend or whoever is, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, look at, you know, oh, look at her, look at how she's getting all mad. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's, it's incredibly annoying that we're stuck in these situations. So, but, uh, yeah, and I don't understand because I put it in terms of, you know, like when he came back at me saying, Oh, I was being petty. I said, Louis, you don't understand that this information is necessary because A, B, C, D. And I explained, like, it's all for her best interest. Right. So it's like for you to, and I get it, like, we're dealing with people that aren't normal, but for you to get upset about, or for you to make fun or, or get high off of me being upset about this, like, you're just hurting her. You're not hurting me. And I was scared to even say, listen, I'm asking because she's really irritable because then he would turn around and say, oh, well, what are you doing? Because she was oh, fine course. when I had her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and, the, and the sad reality is, is there's a possibility that that's true, right? I mean, things happen, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it gets, it gets yeah. so, it gets so adversarial. I mean, I've fallen into the same thing, you know, I mean, geez, Debbie and I would talk every once in a while and it was like, oh my God, is she making these kids sick? It's like, she'll send them over. You know, mine wouldn't even take him to the urgent care. What she would do is she would have the kids, they would be sick, and then she would drop them off. Or worse, I would pick them up from work and they would look like zombies, you know, or they would call me halfway and say, I'm sick. And I'm like, when were you sick? Three days ago. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Then I would have to take them, you know, take them to urgent care. And and it's just, but that's the type of crap that they do. And you just, you know, it's going to be infuriating and you just kind of, I mean, if you can win in court, I mean, I never was able to. So I basically just had to kind of accept the crap sandwich and just deal with it. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I mean, what was, what else was my option? My only other option was to get angry, which I was angry, but to lash out at her and, and jump up and down and make a scene that all it would do would be feed her supply, her narcissistic supply. And it would just hurt me. So I just, basically started treating my ex as a bad babysitter that I couldn't fire. So we are almost out of time. Did you want to finish up with anything? I did have a few more quick. Well, so even on that really quick, if we can. Um, so then to the point, don't bring it up at all anymore because I do like court technically is done with that's actually another point of my question, um, which I think is why he's acting badly because he thinks he can, like he returned his seven minutes late. But yeah, then yeah. do I not even just ask, like, so don't even ask for it at all. Like, here's the deal. Briefly, this this, this is, you know what, work. this is what I'll tell you. And this is what I had to do. Okay. Uh, it's hard to get to the point where you just let things go. Um, but there's going to mm-hmm. come a time to where you're going to realize I, there's, this is, this is hurting me more than it's accomplishing anything. I can sit here and try to explain and, you know, type until my fingers start bleeding and it's not going to make a difference. And once you finally get to the point that you accept or you realize that this piece of garbage is never going to change, then that's whenever you kind of yeah. give your, you'll get to the point where you can give yourself permission to stop. I would encourage you to stop it now, but if you're not ready for that, yeah, that's okay. You know, if you feel like you still need yeah, to jab him in the eye or not, it's not jabbing him in the eye, but it's like, hold him accountable. Let me say it that way. If you still feel like you need to hold him yeah. accountable, then do it. But what I want you to do is I want you to, to watch and, and I mean, t- send it 
look at the response and the reaction, and then ask yourself, is this helping me or my kid? And if the answer is yes, or if the answer is, I don't care, I still, he needs to be held accountable, then continue to do it. But what I will tell you, I mean, unless you're in a miracle situation where your guy is better than, uh, you know, is not, you know, the super narc like most of us are dealing with, and he turns into a genuine human being, that's outstanding. And if you having that perseverance to finally get them to see the light works, great. But what's going to typically what happens is, is you just get to the point where you get tired of beating your head against the wall, getting the same result. And you're like, I it's I it's this isn't accomplishing anything. But I mean, to be perfectly honest, it took me a couple of years to get to that point. I was beating my head against the wall, trying to get her to share information, trying to get her to stop being petty, trying to get her to, to just co-parent. And all it was, I finally just woke up one day and I'm like, I got to stop this because this is not accomplishing anything. It's a circular argument. Every time I bring something up, all I get is this gigantic email of why I'm such a piece of crap or why I'm doing everything that I'm accusing her of doing. And it was like, this is pointless. And I finally just had to stop. But you can't get, you can't stop until you're at the point to where you finally, you're like, okay, I've done everything. I can't do this anymore. And you're at the beginning part of it. So, you know, I mean, for me personally, I would love for today to be the day that it clicks and you change on that. But if it takes six months from now, um, at some point, either he's going to change, which is highly unlikely. I'll probably win the lottery before that happens. And uh, um, or you'll you'll come back later and say, okay, I finally realized that I it just isn't working. But I but I'm not saying holding him accountable is a bad thing. Right. Because it's, it's a leap to finally just give them a pass. Cause that's what it feels like. It feels like you're giving the, the, the person a pass and in almost tacitly endorsing their bad behavior. Does that make sense? And and unfortunately I, 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 we do have to wrap it up because I, I have a, I have my day job I have to get to. So, so thanks for calling, calling tomorrow. Yeah. Ah! Okay. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I do have my day job. So, but on that, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and helping start the first full week of 2021 off right. I appreciate the callers. I did get a super chat from uh, iTumblers, which uh, I don't know if I can highlight that. I'll try to do that. There it is. Thank you so much, iTumblers. I appreciate it. That all that all that helps, and the and the little ad at the end was really really good too. I also want to welcome the new channel member. I won't say your name in case it is your real name, but thank you so much for becoming a member. I appreciate that. And on that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I do want to thank all the channel members who do help keep the lights on. Those names are scrolling on the screen right now. Uh, I really appreciate. I appreciate you appreciating me. I guess. On that, I'll be back here tomorrow, Uh, so take care of yourself, and we'll see you tomorrow.